how do I keep teaching when I'm feeling lost and alone? It's not a silly question. Grab yourself a cuppa, find a quiet space and join me, Carly Thompson, for a little spiritual soul timeout as we talk about the journey of teaching and how you are not walking this alone. Have you ever felt a little lost and a little lonely in the journey of teaching? Like perhaps you're doing it by yourself or nobody is feeling or experiencing the things that you are feeling and experiencing in the classroom. Can I encourage you? Keep listening. Join us in this conversation. Find yourself amongst friends because I can guarantee you are not the only one feeling the way you feel. In this episode, I just wanted to bring some encouragement for you. I just wanted to remind you that this journey does not need to be walked alone and that there are a community of teachers who are walking in their faith and walking in this teaching journey. Deuteronomy 31 tells us, The Lord goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. God truly does go before us. He prepares us for the days ahead in our classroom and in our personal life. God sees you, He knows you, and He cares about you. Sometimes seasons in our life can feel a little spiritually dry. We feel worn out tired, fatigue. Sometimes it just feels like God isn't there, that He isn't in the room, that He doesn't see us or know us or perhaps isn't filling our soul with all the goodness and the beauty that we know that He has in the past. Perhaps things feel a little dark or heavy or you've got questions that are unanswerable and you're just feeling lost. Welcome to the desert season, my friend. I like to call this the desert or the wilderness season. Some people call this a dark night of the soul season, Um, but I like the terminology of the desert or the wilderness season because I feel like God took me to a desert and He took me to a wilderness to prepare me for a desert and a wilderness season. And can I just say that if God has brought you to a season of wilderness or desert, It's because He's wanting to do something grace-filled in your heart and your mind. I know that Deuteronomy 8 verses 2 and 3 is really significant for me in my journey. It reads, Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years to humble you and test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep His commands. He humbled you, causing you to hunger and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your ancestors had known, to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. God is with us in the desert season. He is providing for us. He is walking with us. He is showing you who He is. 
He has great plans and great purposes in those seasons of your life. God wanted to perform a little bit of grace-filled heart surgery in my life. In 2017, I found myself in Tucson, Arizona. I had three small children who were at home and my amazing husband was looking after them. I had been invited to share my Truth Seekers novels, which are faith novels for teenage girls. And I'd flown all the way over there my first time going out of the country by myself. It was a massive, big adventure and I was petrified of leaving my children at home, but I did it. I felt like God was wanting to test my faith and and for me to trust Him and gosh, He took me on a journey. You see, in the four years leading up to this, I had written and produced four books whilst raising small children and having another baby. I wrote a tween girls magazine or two (laughs) And I worked for my local church and one day a week at the school I'm currently teaching in. I wrote in the hours my kids slept or rested and I learned how to type one-handed whilst I was feeding my baby. I still wanted to be an awesome mum in the hours they were awake. So I planned loads of fun things and crafted and painted and danced and it was good and I soaked them up. I had already learnt that my family were and still are my most important mission and I intended to keep it that way, even if it meant I would write in crazy hours and sometimes not get any of my washing folded. I still had problems getting my washing folded. My life was intentionally full, fast-paced and productive. I liked it like that. Slow was a word I didn't want to associate with, nor was it a word that I liked at all. I had no idea how to slow down and didn't think I needed to. Yet, God had work and lessons in mind that would prepare me to slow down that I didn't even know at the time that I needed. After I shared my books at the festival, I was able to partake in so many other wonderful aspects and sat in so many lectures on writing and heard from amazing authors and listened to their stories and I'm still very inspired by my time there. But I took a day in the desert. Well, it was a desert garden. And whilst I was sitting under this gorgeous desert tree on this handmade brick wall, God whispered, he whispered, be still, be still. Being still in that moment meant more than just sitting still. It meant that God was asking me to put aside my strengths so that I could know him more deeply. It meant the season of productivity that I had been doing became less about fruit that was seen and more about fruit in my soul that only God could see. It meant I had to stop all the things and choose to sit at his feet and be mentored by him. Time in the desert was preparing me for spiritual growth in my soul. Then I hopped on a plane and I flew over to Missouri to spend some time in the wilderness. (laughs) I had been part of a year-long mentoring program that was gifted to me by a beautiful woman. 
And I happened to be in the country at the same time as this retreat and it just all kind of came together beautifully. So Arizona, one week for the book festival, flew across to Missouri and stayed at this beautiful home in Missouri and attended a prayer retreat. Now, I'd never been to a prayer retreat before and this was my first experience and I recommend it to everybody. It was a wonderful time. It was very soul restoring, very reflective time, but just a beautiful time out with Jesus. The first 24 hours after the little introduction sessions, we had silence and I'd never really been silent for that long. (laughs) And it wasn't easy, but we were encouraged to read scriptures and worship and sleep and read and worship and sleep and take walks whatever we felt led to do, whatever our body, whatever the Holy Spirit was leading us to do in that time. And I ended up going through those processes and I have some beautiful memories and things that I've written down. But one of the things I felt led to do was to read and I picked up the Narnia series and The Lion, Witch in the Wardrobe. And I ended up spending the day or part of the day smashing through that story, which I love and I have referred to many times on the podcast. It was actually here that God challenged me about how play restores the soul. And I know that I have shared this before, but I am going to share it again. It was the part of the story in the book where the girls had been through quite an ordeal. They were grieving, they were tired, thirsty and hungry. And then Aslan awoke. After Aslan had risen from the dead, they played. They ran through fields and laughed and played right before a big battle. C.S. Lewis writes, And the funny thing was that when all three finally lay together panting in the sun, the girls no longer felt in the least tired or hungry or thirsty. I didn't know until that trip, but my soul was desert-like. It was weary from pouring out from some ministry miscarriages and from fast-paced living. Jesus was asking me, inviting me to not only sit at his feet to be mentored, but to play. And in the playing, he restored my soul. I very clearly remember that New Year's Eve, my husband and I had a magical night with the kids. And once they'd gone to sleep, we stayed up for the final lot of fireworks that our street was showing in a most spectacular way and we had music playing and our song came on and we danced and we made promises to each other and I didn't know that you know the whole experiences that I'd had in the States was really a preparation for what was coming in the next couple of years for us but God very clearly gave me this scripture who is this one look at her now she arises from her desert of difficulty clinging to her beloved. That scripture is from Song of Songs 8 verse 5. So as I emerged from that desert and wilderness preparation trip, I knew some changes needed to take place so I could truly enter the desert and wilderness season to be still and to play with Jesus. But I knew I would also arise clinging to him. I knew that I could come out of this season knowing Him more intimately, being able to walk stronger and more closely with Him. And perhaps for you today, you have found yourself either in a preparation for a desert or wilderness season or you're in the middle of one. Can I remind you that you are not alone? 
Can I remind you that God is with you in the desert? Can I remind you that He promises us that you will arise with Him, clinging to Him in new strength, in new intimacy? And a final encouragement, people didn't really understand Mary's choice to sit at Jesus' feet. You remember the story of Mary and Martha? They didn't understand. To take time to be still and allow the words of Jesus to do the work of the Father in her soul. She had to sit. She had to be still. She had to allow him to mentor her. She had to put aside the distractions for a period of time so that she could truly listen and hear. She chose what was good. And Martha, beautiful, sweet Martha, who I have related to so much in the past and even sometimes now, I love being busy. I love being productive. But Martha didn't get it. And when I began the journey in the desert, others didn't understand my choice to stop being busy and productive too. It was hard to say no, to be misunderstood. But the fruit in my soul now, in my family, in my body, was totally worth it. And so if there is somebody on the other side of this podcast who is sitting there wondering if it is a season where they need to slow down and sit at Jesus' feet, allow Him to teach you and mentor you in the way of stillness and play, please be encouraged to. Please hear me when I say there is fruit in those seasons. Allow me to pray for you today. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you never leave us, that you never forsake us, that you walk every step, every moment of every day with us. When we can't feel you or sense you in the room, you are still there. I thank you that as we go through desert seasons or wilderness seasons of our life, that you stay right beside us, that you are teaching us to know you more intimately and that we will arise out of those desert seasons clinging to you, our beloved. I thank you for the fruit that will be in the souls of those who take that time to be obedient to you if you are asking this of them. For those of us who are in Martha seasons, we are busy and life is full and there are things to do. Help us to know when to slow down. Help us to take those moments to listen and take heed to your heart, Lord. We want to follow you in all that we do. I pray your blessings over your beautiful, beautiful, beautiful teachers. May you be with them always. May you show them your grace. May you guide them in your wisdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining me for episode 25 of It's Not a Silly Question, a spiritual soul time out for teachers. I hope that you enjoyed visiting today. If you know somebody who would receive something beautiful from this, please share it. I'd also love to hear from you. You can contact me at carly at carlythompson.com or via Instagram at carlythompson underscore faithrightteach. Remember, you are not alone. You are not the only teacher that is going through what you are going through right now. So please come and be a part of this community where we are talking about this stuff, where we're putting it all out on the table, where we are championing each other 
to do our best with what we have. Allow me to leave you with a beautiful quote from Dr. Alicia Britt-Shaw Lee on the desert. Deserts unclutter the soul. The hot desert sun vaporizes all manner of luxuries. Then the cold, shelterless nights expose the essential guts of life. I need to eat, to sleep, to be protected, and to not be alone.